welcome to CX Today. My name is Charlie and today I am once again joined by prominent conversational AI thought leader and founder of Project Voice 2023, Bradley Metrock. Bradley, thank you very much for joining me. How are you doing today? Charlie, I'm good. It's an honor to join you. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, it's great to talk to you, especially uh, at this time of the year. Now, the uh, conversational AI uh, Manager Quadrant has come out um, from Gartner. And today we're going to be looking through that a little bit, evaluating some of the um, findings. But I think first things first, probably the most important question to ask you is, with conversational AI being such a crowded and complex space, what value do you think um, business leaders should put in these Gartner Magic Quadrant reports? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. You know, it's it's a mixed bag. Um, there's there's a good bit of value, I think, um, and uh, I see a lot of buyer side people think um, in the fact that the Gartner Magic Quadrant provides a floor. And that's really the main function. It's a floor. It's it's the it's the college degree of uh, conversational AI. So what does that mean? That means that um, if you're deciding, am I going to hire this person who is a high school graduate, or if I'm going to hire this person who's a college graduate, you're probably all all other things being equal, you're going to choose the college graduate. Now you may not know that when that college graduate's degree says, I'm a major in computer science, you don't really know what that means, do you? You don't know if they're great in computer science. You don't know if they did the bare minimum. Uh, you really, you're missing a lot of information, but you, you got more than their competitor. And it, by the way, that's a defensible position for a lot of investors and buyer side individuals in their own boardroom which is really critical. So if there's a problem, you can say, oh, well, you know, you blame Gartner, you know, they're a Gartner Magic Quadrant, you know, participant. And so that becomes a defensible position uh, for somebody with a career, with, with a company looking to hire one of these uh, vendors. So, you know, it's a floor function is, is what it serves at. Now, the limiting factor is that as we've talked about many, many times, and I've written about it, uh, it's a core tenant almost of the upcoming conference, and it's something that comes up with Project Voice Capital Partners all the time with new companies, is how do you actually compare one conversational AI company to another? It's very, very difficult. The technology is brand new, and it's changing with a velocity that unlike we've almost ever seen, ChatGPT's arrival has only made it worse uh, in the acceleration of the delta between different companies and what they provide. So does Gartner's Magic Square give us a lot of help um, in truly determining which vendor is better than another, especially if, the two, if two vendors are on there? Not at all. Um, and is it better than your own judgment? Can a vendor deliver for you? Um, if you feel that way yourself, you don't need Gardner's opinion on that. So um, bottom line, the Gardner Magic Square is, is uh, it serves a useful role. It's a, you know, it tells you a company is uh, often well capitalized because you have to be to participate in this. It tells you that they take their customers seriously because they recognize what this is. It's a floor function. But does it solve key problems for the industry? 
Absolutely not. Does it actually create some problems? Yes, it does. So in the end, a mixed bag. Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's great. I think that's an important disclaimer actually before we go into uh, going this not to not to hold this as the be all and end all uh, kind of thing. But you know, as you said, it does hold some uh, interesting um, insights. Let's let's kind of maybe break down some of those uh, those insights that are the most interesting. If we could just quickly put up on screen uh, on screen, sorry, the twenty twenty two quadrant uh, next to the twenty twenty three quadrant, and I think. Uh, you know, from my perspective, there are, are a couple of maybe in, more interesting um, takeaways here. First of all, I'll just point out that on the axis, both graphs kind of uh, plot vendors against their uh, completeness of vision and their ability to execute. Um, and as you can see, there's, so there's, there's a bit of change from uh, the previous year, especially with Avamo have done really well to shoot across from uh, niche player to market leader and Google has also moved into the quadrant. There are also some new names, some names that may have come off. Um, yeah, so lots of lots of change there actually. Uh, but Bradley, I don't know if you could maybe give you uh, me some of your top takeaways from it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting uh, what is on the X and Y, you know, ability to execute completeness of vision. You know, these are these are bold proclamations. And there's some companies on, on the square that are definitely well positioned to execute. Don't get me wrong. It's a good list. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's thoughtfully done. Um, I, I do kind of wish that Gartner would be maybe out, you know, Gartner does something that I think is, uh, self-defeating as well in the process, which is they only talk about this behind the closed doors of their conferences. Um, they don't keep a very high public profile, which only serves to erode the confidence in it. So I think that there's some things that could possibly be different. But your takeaways, I mean, I think Avamo, you know, um, if their movement is represented on this square, I think that that matches reality because that's a good company. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting to see them, you know, even in these abstract terms, these companies kind of relatively position. The whole thing is interesting, right? It's a talking point. It gets, that's one of the functions. In fact, it is the function is that it, it, it brings these companies top of mind. It's a, it's a marketing device, uh, pure and simple, and uh, it gets us talking. And with that, it's extremely effective. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I like the way it's constructed. I think it's clever. Um, and so I, you know, I don't have a big ax to grind. I just think there it's good for some things and not good for others. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's also interesting as well to see, to think about the names that aren't on there too. Um, in terms of, I mean, even if you look at last year's, there were Oracle was on there for some reason, that's kind of not there this year. Verant is another company, even though they bought a conversational AI, uh, company, I think last year. Um, and then Raza, who's got a good reputation with the industry too, uh, isn't isn't in there. So I think that's yeah. I think I think it's it's, it's definitely interesting to think about these fine elements kind of beyond um, the report. But in terms of those that are in the uh, top right hand qu uh, quadrant, I mean uh, the likes of Core AI, who we, we were discussing before uh, we came on uh, on to record, um, and Google and uh, OneReach. There's, there's quite a lot of names in there. Which are you particularly excited uh, to see? I mean, OneReach is a company that I've complimented a bunch, you know, mm. publicly long before now. And I, I like the uniqueness of their approach. 
Um, one of the things I gravitate to, you know, just given the, the, the void and vacuum of meaningful comparative metrics that exist in this space at this time, uh, one of the things I do gravitate to instead is content marketing. And few companies have done a better job with content marketing than OneReach, um, who has an entire book, uh, Age of Invisible Machines. Um, and uh, they've really been out there effectively banging the gong, uh, not just for themselves, but for the space as a whole. So I applaud that. And, uh, you know, I look at them and I see uh, a lot of merit and, and virtue. Um, and as you noted, it's a competitive space. And in fact, I'm, I'm in the process of, of writing something about this now, where, um, you know, the, the days of uh, conversational AI CEOs, whether in big tech, Amazon, Google, all the way on down to venture back startups, all the way on down from there to bootstrap startups, um, you know, the, the, the days of being, of playing nice uh, with all of your competitors are probably coming to an end. Um, because the, the, the vast blue ocean there used to be is kind of getting taken up and there's, you know, it's not so much a land grab now. It's what, it's a zero sum game. And, uh, and so the, the time for companies to start acting like that is, is upon us. And, um, this magic square has a role to play in that, uh, scenario for sure. So yeah, uh, there, there's things that we look at. Um, in how we put together the conversational AI industry landscape map or, or how we evaluate who comes on the podcast or, you know, what we do with the conference or what companies we look at from the VC funding side or any of the above. Um, and uh, the, the magic square, um, it's, a, it's a qualifier, but it doesn't go further. It, it's, it's something you, you might see as a bullet point, um, but it's not something that's brought up, you know, beyond that. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's interesting actually. I think the one reach stuff was uh, very interesting. I've seen their book, um, book too. And as you say, it's I mean the map that we discussed last time. I mean you had hundreds of vendors there, and I suppose this is only a look at nineteen um, of those. So it's only a, a a little look, but it makes me think actually. What would you? What would the change would you like to see within the Gartner Magic Quadrant? Maybe in twelve months' time. How do you expect? maybe these names that are on there, how do you expect there to be any change? Oh, I expect there to be tremendous change. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at how quickly OpenAI showed up um, and, uh, you know, with ChatGPT, you know, that was like a, a meteor landing, you know, that we didn't see until it was upon us. And, uh, you know, just as quickly as, as ChatGPT got here, something else will get here that changes everything else. And, and Amazon and Google aren't going away, Samsung and Microsoft. And, you know, big tech's voice has not really been fully articulated uh, in this next chapter of conversational AI to come. And all these companies um, that are venture-backed startups that show up in, in, a, in a product like this Magic Square are going to be affected by what happens in the shifting of gravity um, as these bigger companies get their feet back under them again, um, we're going to see it's going to be a, a wild year. And, uh, you know, there, from an objective point of view, irrespective of who's paying Gartner what um, and what that relationship is, you know, you would expect absolutely for this, this magic square to be very, very different next year. Um, and some companies, you know, really at existential risk 
just because it's getting kind of crowded in here. Yeah, it's, in, it's interesting how much actually ChatGPT in itself has changed the space already. I, seen Nuance, I saw Nuance came out last week with some new uh, innovations uh, for using ChatGPT, which will enable users, um, according to Nuance, to, uh, to tackle more complex queries uh, and things. And maybe they'll have a little bit of a foot up now because of their because they're part of Microsoft and they've got a special relationship with um, with uh, OpenAI. So it's, yeah, it's fascinating to consider how that might all change. Then we talk about kind of the quadrant as it is, nuance isn't, isn't a vendor in there as well. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's fascinating to think um, about, about all this. And I know a lot of the names that are in this quadrant will be at the event that you're, you are hosting um, later this year, Project Voice. Um, could you maybe give us a little bit of uh, an overview and why people interested in the Magic Quadrant might be interested in your event? Oh yeah, it's 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 um, it's a yin and yang. You know, this Magic Quadrant is the most corporate of corporate representation on the space. Um, it is a um, um, you know, it's it it's as corporate as it gets with Project Voice twenty twenty three it's decidedly uncorporate. And while a lot of companies will be there for sure, um, a lot of value that's been derived in Project Voice, the event um, over the years of its existence, dating back to 2016 is, is you know, the, the willingness to speak the truth. And, you know, from things like having a contrarian speaker, we have somebody come in and give a keynote every year on why everything related to conversational AI is garbage. Um, whether it's the FT Federal Trade Commission coming in years ago saying that none of this is as secure as it needs to be to the person coming in and with in April talking about uh, total lack of privacy and human dignity related to this technology. Um, we feel it's important to always hear the other side. And it's it's why it, it makes this event so valuable is it's perfectly reasonable to get the perspective of the magic square. And as I said, there's value to that for sure. Um, but it is only the beginning of the story, far from the end. And an event like Project Voice 2023 is really helpful as a complimentary piece to that to start to really find out how these players are viewed in the space and start to make investment decisions. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I know a lot of the names on the Gartner Magic Quadrant too will be attending uh, the event as uh, exhibitors. So uh, every, if anybody has kind of seen the name they want to find out more, there's probably a good opportunity um, to go and find out more. Um, and I'll also put a link uh, to uh, Project Voice for anybody watching into the uh, description box uh, if you'd like to register. And also I'll put a link to our rundown um, of the Gartner Magic Quadrant 2 so you can take a deeper uh, dive into it. But I think that's a really great place uh, to end today's uh, chat. Thank you very much for joining me today, Bradley. Charlie, it's always a pleasure. Thanks to you and CX today for all the work you do. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, and also thank you to everybody for watching. Bye for now. Thank you.